Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah. Today, we're talking about falling back in love with your business, probably mostly because every other social media post has to do with burnout. Burnout is the number one, I think, topic after, you know, AI got off its uh, bandwagon. Guilty. I'm guilty (laughs) of hashtag burnout, you know, kind of try to get some, uh, get some analytics to go our way but yeah yeah absolutely so so much but falling back in love with your business because that is something that we actually do love our business and we did suffer through some burnout and still do occasionally I think that that's normal that's everybody's going to go through that and so really wanted to talk through what are your top tips of falling back in love with your business. I think the the main thing is kind of knowing where I was coming from whenever I came up with that, as Marco said, falling back in love, like we could just do that, <laughs> but it's falling back in love with your business. So um, where I was on that when it came to mind, we were trying so hard to get new clients and we had built-in capacity, we had hired people, things felt hard and heavy and at the same time like we were pushing so hard to get client acquisition and to upsell clients at the same time I was not loving client service and that was the piece where in the grand scheme of things whether you want to call it like being a good steward of what you're given or karma or yin and yang whatever that could be those two things were directly conflicted. So I don't think that we were being given or down the right path of new relationships because we weren't, I wasn't loving serving clients for a second. And I think I saw them as work, as a burden sometimes, like, oh my gosh. And so every business owner is guilty of that. And I think that that's the burnout piece. And so what we had to work through was going back to the mission and vision and who we're called to serve and having clients of like values and people that give you energy. And so what I started doing was spending time with the people that gave me life and scheduling things where I could add value to them. And whether that was meetings, virtually one-on-one group uh, meetings, just as long as it added value to them and and allowed them to be in a better spot than when we started. Um, Taking people to extracurricular things, whether it was a baseball game or um, like a a CE, uh, you know, like just going with them and taking them with them, one to support our referral partner there, but then also just to be in the room with this client and absorb some of the stuff that he's hearing and apply it to him and other clients. So um, that was where I was. And so just when we talk about like falling back in love, you don't have to go outside of the business you already have. You built it. And as we've seen in DBA before, we, we built it. We still at the core 
built a great business, but there were aspects of it we didn't like. So you have to prune and you have to get, whether it's clients or service lines or employees out of the business to maintain a good, healthy organization. I feel like we've talked about this in the past. So it's it's been somewhere within yeah. DBA's content as far as steps to recognize that you are hitting burnout, that you are in burnout. What are some things that you started recognizing? What are some things maybe that were happening that you were thinking that you were saying kind of day after day that made you realize I'm off track from where I was and from where I definitely want to be? I no longer want to be part of this, you know? And so like at the root of it, it's like the kid with the match standing in front of the burning house, you know, it's like set it all on fire, sell it. I just, you know, I'm exhausted. And, um, I think that's where some business owners get guilty as charged, uh, that I was there too, or have been there in different life cycles of the business. Ultimately, uh, DBA is kind of like a marriage. Like I can't walk out on it, you know? So, um, the the piece was like okay why are why am I feeling this way like what is it I think we talk about a lot about uh, change of pace change of place talking to others that have been on this podcast like what do you see because ultimately the team didn't like working with me I was in a crappy mood or didn't want to even spend time you know supporting them because I was so done um and that's where I think you're at that breaking point to just walking away or throwing it away or whatever that looks like in the situation. You have to kind of go back to where I, like I've said earlier, like you have to go back to why did you start it? And a lot of the pain points that you're dealing with today are answered prayers that you had in the past. And so that's where like the amount of clients, the amount of like commitment that we have to those clients. It's a big undertaking to bring it every single month, every single meeting and add value that gets heavy after a while, especially if you're not having fun. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where, you know, you start to wish for some of the things that you had whenever things were unhealthy. Like I I wish I could just touch a tax return and it'd be done and not have to deal with that person anymore. Well, that's not what we built. That's not what we leaned into. And we did this for a reason. So it's hard to go back. And that's, you know, a lot of just what led me to that spot. Yeah. And you mentioned that you started doing some of the things that you enjoy. So I have to assume that before that step, you had to start thinking about the things that were taking up your day that were causing it to be frustrating, uh, not fun. Yeah miserable, whatever, whatever it might be, the things in each day that were contributing to the, I'd rather just be done and do something completely different than keep doing these things. So first you had to identify, can you tell any of those things maybe that you were doing that you felt like, I don't want to do this anymore? Yeah. Um, we were in a season of growth is good growth at all costs. And monitoring that growth took time and wore on me and monitoring and keep keeping people on track, holding people accountable. Like after you no longer go down that path, that can go away. Whether now, now it's like, how do I refocus those efforts just to provide better service to get more 
more touch points with an existing client relationship, which we've talked about in the past, like more revenue that way, um, or to provide a client so well that they don't stop talking about you to other people that are in their same situation. So ultimately that is what, that's where DBA hits stride. And I think providing just above, above average, I, I, I mean, I'll give us that like above average. I mean, we, I think our talent is exceptional. I think our team is the differentiating factor and every business will say that. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think how that team goes above and beyond to serve that client base, if you can provide such a great experience that those clients can't not talk about you to their other friends, whenever they're in a social setting or they're in another circle um, and somebody has an issue, it's like, oh, I don't, I, I remember I used to have those, but I don't anymore because I've got this team behind the scenes or I'm able to bounce ideas off of my fractional CFO or, or whatever that could be. Um, I just, I felt like we got lost um, in that and it just wasn't from a place of health. It was from a different aspect. And so what I was able to shed was unhealthy um, and just get back to what I knew. And, you know, I, I guess a parallel could be like, stop spending so much time eating and actually go for a walk or go to the gym, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's where, you know, what we were doing was, was killing us, whether we knew it or not, or it could kill us because, you know, you, you have only a certain amount of relationships that you can maintain. And if you go over that amount of relationships, then things have to suffer, like service has to suffer or, health or whatever it could be, whatever you're measuring. And as soon as that starts to happen, it's a pretty fast skid to, to lose, lose grip of, of what you really intended to start. Yeah. And I know that when you started thinking about, okay, now I have the capacity to do something that I enjoy. I don't have to, I don't have to, st I'm not stuck as a business owner. There are very few times that you are literally stuck like there is always an answer there's always a way out you just have to be willing to make the change and make the choice to move and so when you started thinking about the options of how you could spend that time what what did you consider what i i mean what do you really want to do i think that's what you the bigger question is what what do you really want to do and I don't know if that was you prompting or my internal self. Um, I'll take credit. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's where you have to, you have to get to just the personal, you can't hide from yourself any longer. And I think that's where you have to be okay um, to ask yourself some of those hard questions and then also work through what needs to be worked through to get to a better place, a better place of health. And, um, you know, reflect on why, like, so you don't fall back, reflect on why, you know, why, um, why you even opted into this place that wasn't healthy. Like what set you down that path? Because if you can't identify what is going well, when things are going well, whenever that gets off track, you will be way off and, and lost. And so, it's just, it was much easier to dial back in than I thought. Um, we did it within a couple of months, uh, really. And 
it's back to being fun again. You know, it, you know, it gives you life and you can do it and sustain it for a lot longer. And I think that's where my hope is that others find that in our space. We see that a lot, just given hours worked, like it used to be, um, you would work, work, work through a deadline and then you would recharge and then you would work a little bit more to get through the second deadline and then recharge. And then you would do it all over again and it's cyclical and all that fun stuff. Um, it's not that way for most anymore. It's just nonstop. And from the biggest firms or businesses all the way down to the solopreneurs, it's, it's a very similar schedule mindset. So it's not that the size of your business or revenue or team size is the unique part. It's just the uh, personal outlook on what you really want. And the way to kind of adjust, um, in my mind, what I had to do was I, I place value on some financial things, right? Like where we're at. Um, if I'm able to set a baseline of relationships that I can handle, and, and I know we're talking about capacity a lot over these, uh, podcast series. Um, if I can set a certain number of relationships that I feel comfortable leading and that I feel comfortable, probably not a second chair leader, but like a parallel leader. So maybe what Leslie has in her pod and what their whole team can support. Um, I feel that that has to be a certain number. And whenever we look at, okay, here are the financial metrics beginning with the end in mind that we need to hit. If we're backing into, we only have 150 slots you have to make decisions on who is no longer it's hard allowed to fill one of those slots whether it's a client that's not a good fit get that out of their slot to give yourself and your team capacity where you're at like 85 percent capacity is really the sweet spot so you can continue to market yourself can continue to have some wins because everybody loves growth and, and wins and I think if you're so stagnant that your 150 is fixed and you never change, never look to improve, I personally would get bored. I personally would get burned out. And so maybe burnout is just a parallel of bored. I mean, bored on steroids. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I think you, you can't say the word bored now, even though I was bored um, too. And that's why that's why you go down the path of like, okay, let's go create this thing. Let's go double the revenue, double the team, double everything, double the problems, double the pain, double the stress. And so was that just being bored and not burned out? So, so maybe like this is, you know, we're talking about burnout and we're talking about being like, is bored the second step? Like, okay, we've addressed some pain points and now we're not burned out. We're just bored. Like, so what's the, what's the solve for that? Right. Yeah. And I, it's not it's not accepted boredom or bored isn't accepted like busy is accepted yeah. busy is accepted overwhelmed is accepted because you're doing something mm -hmm. from outward yeah. uh, perception you're doing something and so a lot of people do get burned out from being too busy saying yes to too many things not delegating not doing whatever uh, I don't think anybody would admit that they were bored because then, you know, that could be perceived as, well, what value are, are you providing? Um, what are you doing? If you're bored, just go do something, right? Yeah. That's a, a great uh, parent 
line when their kids say they're bored, like, oh, I've got plenty of things for you yeah. to do, but really looking at things that are fulfilling. And so I know that you started doing things that filled you personally because it adds value to other people. Um, it helps with educating them. It helps with relationships. So some of the core values of DBA is what you leaned into. Did you lean into, I need to figure out how to generate revenue? Or did you lean into, I need to figure out something that allows me to continue doing this for the next 20 years because I actually like it? Yeah, I I think it's the, what's the long-term play? Um, if you have to look our our viewpoint on DBA is it's a long-term hold. It's a long-term investment in our portfolio. Um, if it was not, if it was more of a short-term hold, which some business owners may be there, you may be doing things just to generate revenue to get to a certain point, whether it's a certain revenue mark or EBITDA or headcount to then sell that investment. And you have to ask the question of what is this business in your investment portfolio? And maybe you have multiple businesses and maybe some are different. And maybe you have a business that you start, and we've thought about this. You start a business just to grow it, just to sell it. And then you have your other business that's more of a lifestyle business or one that can provide value throughout you know, the time. And not saying you never sell it and you're head in the sand succession wise, that's not healthy either. And so I think part of it is the negative connotations with board, with burnout, a parallel for board could be freedom. And so it just, it's all about how you go into those situations. And are you fulfilling something, whether it's personally in a relationship, in business, to, to where you're bettering yourself, you're doing something today that your future self thanks you for, and you're building upon it, that could be taking a day off. Like that could be staring at a wall for 12 hours and doing nothing because that's just what you need to do to recover and to allow yourself to brainstorm and think about opportunities and reflect and be um, you know, thankful for everything you've been given. So it's not right like what's right for me isn't right for the next person. It's not right for you given the season of life or the chair that you sit in. I think you have to, it, it, you have to realize if all these words, if your life was a status, was, was a social <laughs> media posting, what hashtags are attached to that posting? So if, if you are in a spot where all your hashtags are negative, where it's, <laughs> boredom or burnout or stress or whatever that hashtag could be, you need to work on that. You need to go update your status to where it's a little bit of improvement, a little bit at a time. Um, most of us aren't, most of us can't take such drastic 180s, you know, because we've got people and things and responsibilities to where you have to, you have to veer off the course a degree at a time. And, um, then eventually, you know, you take one degree at a time and you're there in 180 days, you know, you know, and I think that's the piece where, um, some of us can't just reverse course and do that quickly. Um, but you'd be surprised at how fast momentum starts to shift whenever positivity does come back around. 
Okay, go with me for a second because you did say momentum. And I don't remember where we heard or read this, uh, but it's a mistake that people often make when they are seeing great momentum, when they are seeing great things happening in their business, that they will take a break and cause that momentum to stop. However, when things aren't going well, and I think this is kind of what we did, is to like push harder and force more. And that's what oftentimes causes the burnout. But the recommendation was in the times when things aren't going well or in the times when things aren't moving, there's no momentum. The momentum has pretty much come to a stop. That's when you take the time to figure things out, to go back to that original vision, to put a plan in place, to make a new direction, change course, whatever adjustments need to be made, but that you stop, change of place, change of pace, get a new uh, plan of action together, and then keep going rather than taking those breaks and stopping momentum mid-course. It just made me think of that, that that's possibly how burnout happens because we're trying to force something to work that's not working. That's not the right plan at that time. It's not the right actions to take any longer. We've let it run its course and now we need to do something different or tweak it just a little bit. And so I that just popped in my mind, but I can't give credit because I'm not sure where we heard I, or read that. But I know yeah. that both of us have listened to that in the past. Yeah, I, I think the thing about momentum is momentum is there when things are good and when things are bad. It comes down to what is your break and your break is discipline. And so I think if you're disciplined enough to know what is right and you know, you think about this like two years ago and I'm using DBA as the case study on this, right? We hired two people at the same, we've done that a lot. And foolishly we always say like only one of them is going to work out and like, you just can't give the amount of care to both people and get them onboarded the right way, but we keep doing it, right? And so maybe some sometime we'll learn from that, but you you talk yourself into it that this time will be different. And so I think if you're able to just say, we're gonna have the discipline to only hire one and give that person a fair shot, really evaluate, is that person a good fit after they've been hired, after their 30, 90 day check-ins, whatever that is, and then at that point, then we move on to the next hire. Um, that discipline to grow at 15 to 20 to 25%, 50%, whatever your structure allows for and not be a runaway train, not, not be a truck going downhill that doesn't have brakes. I think those are the pieces that everybody wants to get to that destination and everybody doesn't think of the negative side effects of going too fast and the negative side effects of, of blazing to that destination. One are all the pain that probably goes along all the blur because you're going too fast. Life around you is blurry. Like you're not investing in relationships, families getting older, like you're missing out on things because it's just moving too fast. Knowing like having been there and kind of achieved some of that success, success and, um, having the business that we want, like I can also see that once you get there and it's been so fast a ride, you ask what's next (laughs) and you aren't thankful for any of that journey. 
you're only worried about the next destination, even though that destination is where you wanted to be way back when. And so I think those are the pieces that I struggle with that I'm probably not alone in, in other firm leaders, other business owners, um, that it all comes down to discipline. We just got back from vacation, right? Um, I think it does make sense to take breaks. And even if you look at vacations, do you take a seven week vacation and totally unplug or do you take a two or three day vacation? And so you owe it to yourself to celebrate, to reflect, to, you know, decompress. Can that be done in two or three days? Probably seven days. It's that much harder to come back. Now I know that there's studies and sabbaticals and all that stuff where you come back re-energized after like six or eight weeks or whatever. I, I would have a hard time with that. I think, um, so it's changing that momentum a little bit to where you add in more break. The other side of that is whenever, whenever things aren't going well, you have to build in those breaks regardless too. So just because things aren't going well, you shouldn't not take the vacation or not take, I mean, it may look differently than when things are going well, you may go to a nice hotel you may not, you know? And so I think those are the pieces where truly building those into and staying disciplined enough to take them in good times and in bad is the solution to whether it's momentum or whether it's stalling for too long. So. Well, what are some kind of practical things? We talked a little bit about identifying what's causing, what's causing you to not love your business anymore. So that's first. So that all of it's going to take some time, some reflection. So whether that's during the work day, during the weekend, what, whenever that happens, you do have to stop and get off of whatever's causing distractions yeah. and, and think through what are those things that are causing you to no longer love your business. Then think back to the original vision that you created, the reason that you created this business. What was that life that you wanted to live that you wanted to create um, adding in things that actually bring joy to your day because eventually they're either going to refresh you and like rejuvenate you enough to do the things that actually create revenue or those things will eventually also bring in revenue so yeah. either way it's a win-win what other things can people do as far as practical tips to fall back in love with their business there's like when i go to my accountant hat um you think about systems where you can take small wins and to fall back love in your to fall back in love with your business means that something's probably not going right right so it may be cash flow is not going right sales are not right so if if sales just aren't what you want them to be, it goes back to how can you become more thankful for what you have and revisit your current sales makeup, your current client list, your current patient list to be more thankful for that and identify opportunities within that list. Because I guarantee not even the best business has fully tapped all the opportunities that exist in their current list. The other piece is like from a from a cash flow perspective, let's say something was negative there. 
how can you structure your accounts, your P&L, your balance sheet to give you small wins? Like how can you work off of less? Like do a system like Profit First where you're taking, even if it's 1% of every dollar that comes into the, uh, the business and set it aside and then build that account up to where then you're taking that out every quarter, half of it, every quarter and celebrating. Maybe that's not much. Maybe that's not a vacation. Maybe it's just a dinner out. Maybe it's not a nice dinner out. Maybe it's just something, but that way you can build momentum and get back to improving cash flow. because only 99 cents on every dollar is going and operating. You have to be a little bit more disciplined going back to that word on what your expenses are too. And so, you know, are there some hard decisions to be made around services, software, people, whatever that is to uh, get back to a more sustainable place that hopefully the healthier it is, the, the more you like it again, the more you love it and, um, you know, kind of gives you energy for that next chapter. Yeah. And I would say that if, if true boredom is really something that you are not feeling fulfilled or you feel like you maybe have some capacity. I think it's um, important to evaluate how you as the business owner are learning and growing. How are you putting in your efforts to learn and grow? Are you meeting with a mentor? Are you in a like a leadership group or are you doing something maybe it's outside of the business that helps again just to re-energize and rejuvenate to get your mind off of always thinking about the business and to have something that brings life and joy it doesn't always have to be within the business and if you have capacity that's even better because then you have time to to make that happen and so lots of opportunities there for growth and not from a requirement standpoint, like I have to do this CPA, this CPE to uh, fulfill my CPA requirements, or I have to do this CE for my credentials as a medical professional or whatever it might be. Um, but actually things that you enjoy learning about and getting better. Yeah, no, I think it's um, improvement. It's growth in the right way. And so growth can mean a lot of things. It can mean top line revenue growth. It could mean personal development growth and we always opt for the personal development growth as a fallback so absolutely well this has been a great conversation and um i think it's just it's important if this is something that you want to sustain long term it has to be something that you enjoy even if you if you're not in it to sustain it long term but you're trying to sell it it's much easier to sell something that you enjoy and and kind of like to a new buyer versus something that is so bad and it's like you don't want to you don't want to sell somebody a false you know bill of goods if (laughs) it's very painful to sell something you love um i will give you that but at the same time no one wants to buy your burden either and um you know yes long term but then also short term get a better asking price because you've built something that you like and love. Yeah. Well, thank you for your honesty and thank you for your input on this conversation and I'll see you on the next. Yep. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.